Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 174. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show. And my co-host Jamie from Light FM in New York is once again not able to make it. Uh, sorry, Jamie's microphone didn't come in, and so I'm recording alone. I hope that's okay. Jamie will be back soon, as soon as she figures out where her microphone is that she ordered. But hey, the world is upside down, so if she gets it at all, it will be a miracle. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on in the world of The Walking Dead before we review Look at the Flowers. Uh, the episode was called Look at the Flowers, so that was obviously a reference to what Carol said to Lizzie, I believe in season four, when she tells her to look at the flowers and then shoots her in, in the back of the head, I'm assuming. Um, that was also a reference to Of Mice and Men, when George tells Lenny to look at the flowers. Uh, spoiler, Lenny's dead. Also, it references, uh, well, I don't want to spoil this episode, but when Ezekiel is uh, putting down his horse, Spoiler, the horse is dead. Uh, on one of the uh, columns uh, on the parkway they're under, there's a flower. So the horse is looking at the flowers. Now, I thought, look at the flowers, the title of the episode, referenced um, Daryl pointing a crossbow at Negan's head from behind. But as we find out later in the episode, that's not what look at the flowers stood for. So um, we will we will get to that. In a recent interview and on Talking Dead, JDM, your Jeffrey Dean Morgan, said that although it seemed like a long time and everyone was impatient, Negan was only in the woods with the Whispers for about three days, which I find hard to believe. It seemed like he was there for a much longer period of time. 
especially since he won over Alpha, slept with her. Um, yeah, I don't believe it's three days, but that's what he says. In the comic books, Negan was a fugitive from Alexandria for just over a week. Speaking of Negan and Carol, apparently there was a Reddit group started that wants to see Carol and Negan in a relationship. Uh, I, I don't see it, but people feel like... Uh, well, here's what one person wrote. These two are such complex characters, and if you think about it, quite similar to each other. Would love to see more of them together, mainly because they've always been my favorite characters. Now, granted, they're both badass. They both break the rules. They have both killed because they thought it was the right thing to do for the group, but I can't see them together, but boy, would that piss Daryl off, right? Newest Walking Dead star fell down crying when she won princess role. Paolo Lazaro, who is the purple-haired princess that we saw in the premiere, uh, in the end of, rather, uh, Look at the Flowers, she said she fell to her knees and cried when she learned she won the role. She said, Princess to me was when I was six years old. I had that realization the night before I shot the first day. I had one of those cries I hadn't had in a while. When I was a kid, nobody understood me or my energy level or my hyperactivity, uh, whatever you want to call it, ADHD, whatever you want to call it, and nobody understood it except my parents. And I was creative, but I was always getting kicked out of everything. So I personally love the princess character. Um, I thought she was fantastic. The first couple of minutes, the opening scene of episode 15 is already out on YouTube. So if you want to watch that, it's a lot of princess and Ezekiel and Eugene and Yumiko. Uh, imagine uh, how great that would be if you got to play someone who represented you as a kid, who made you feel normal. So that's what she's going through. So think about that next time you see her on screen. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was asked what's next for Negan. He says he wants to go through the doors of Alexandria or the gates and start a new life. At least that's as far as he's gotten. I don't think he's had a whole lot of time to think about it, what the next chapter is, the details of it, etc. I think he's hoping to, he was hoping to get out of jail. He's been in jail for almost eight years. He's been out for three days and living amongst the whisperers. I think the next chapter of his life should be a shower. Agreed. Especially after having sex with Alpha. And from there, he wants to figure out what his next move is and how he rebuilds his life. Uh, Norman Reedus, uh, according to Jeffrey Dean Morgan... Uh, he hated the scene uh, from Look at the Flowers where Negan is the new Alpha. He made Daryl get down on his knees again, much like he did when he was the leader of the Saviors. He said, I loved it. Norman hated it, which made me like it even more. He said it was sort of a pivot, the whole scene, because I had his crossbow pointed in my face the whole episode. So to have that moment of turning the tables was great. Maggie returns in the finale, uh, we assume. Not the finale, episode 15, but the finale that's delayed. And at one point, uh, Negan begged her to kill him. He wanted his life over with, and she didn't. Then when she went to kill Negan in his jail cell again, Michonne talked her out of it and talked about how forgiveness is liberating, much like she did with uh, the people that wanted to kill Virgil on the island. Well, when she comes back, we assume Negan will be a free man, and remember, he killed her husband, Glenn. Spoiler, Glenn is dead. Uh, they, in an interview with Lauren Cohan, she was asked what might happen when she sees Negan, or Maggie sees Negan. She says, just like in life, it might be one of those things she doesn't realize what she's going to do until she faces it. She definitely decided not to kill him on that day when Michonne discouraged her. She did go that way. Forgiveness is liberating. I suppose we'll get to see what degree she has decided to liberate herself. So in other words, is she going to liberate herself a little bit? 
punch him in the face, stab him, uh, make him, you know, work for it. I, I mean, I don't know how you forgive a guy for taking a bat to your husband, especially after he had already killed Abraham. Spoiler, Abraham's dead. So there you go. Let's talk about a couple of things before we get to the review of the episode. At C underscore Bass underscore, one of our uh, loyal listeners, uh, she tweeted to The Walking Dead, and they read her tweet on the episode. How cool is that? That that was awesome. She tweeted me right away to tell me. Charlie James tweeted at us and said, I call 100% music paraphernalia bullshit. So he didn't like that all of the things in the saloon worked and were available for beta. Um, Marcus Cheney, Marcus! Uh, Marcus says, because now without Jamie, I've asked you guys to help me shut this shit down. He said, I shut this shit down with you this week and last week. In fact, remember I said to Jamie that it was hard to shut this shit down without her. I got you, folks. I'm shutting shit down all over the place. So, Marcus, thank you for your help shutting shit down. Uh, Colette uh, Skildkraut. That's her real name. I assume I got close to the right name. She said, I think I actually can't stand Carol anymore. Just catching up from Walking Dead from Sunday. Uh, I can understand that. She's sort of moody and evil and not a good friend to Daryl. But don't worry, she'll be badass and save the day again and we'll love her. Uh, and finally, Sarah, uh, Wolfie 79 me on podcast app every 10 minutes of my walk today, awaiting new walkers and talkers. I promise I'm not rushing you. I just love you guys and can't wait. Uh, so, Sarah, uh, here it is. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I'm sorry it's, uh, it's late. Uh, I'm recording this on Thursday night in my basement. I had to get other stuff done. Uh, Skiri Jones and I are doing, uh, from the Elvis Duran Show, Brooklyn Boys on Friday, tomorrow, the 3rd, I hope, or maybe Saturday the 4th. We're a little behind, and uh, truthfully, we're all exhausted and bored out of our minds, but, but we have stuff to do, so I apologize for the delay. Okay, let's talk about the episode, and then I have some more news, which I'll read after we get back at the end of the episode, if that's okay with everybody. Okay, so, uh, The Walking Dead opens up with Negan in his cell. Uh, Carol comes to see him, and he assumes it's because he's about to be hung. This is the scene that explains what happened and uh, how the deal came about. She asks him if he wants forgiveness. He says he's done with, he's done what he's done, and he's good with it. She says, well, what if you don't have to die? She says, I'm not part of the council. And he says, I'm, I'm getting that from this. He says, shouldn't you be out there uh, lining up the old skin queen in your crosshairs? And she says, what do you think this is? Very cool. Like, hello, that's what I'm doing. He gets a look on his face like he totally gets it and says, damn, the stone's on you. Remember, he likes badass people. He says, look, he's, I know you're a certified badass. That's the word. But you missed your shot. What if I muff it too? So now he understands that Carol wants him to kill Alpha. He says, it could make things a hell of a lot worse for every man, woman, and child here. And despite what people think of me, I'm not down with that. Meaning people think I'm a murderer and a, and, and a creep and a killer. He says, but I care about these people, basically. He says, she says, if you do this, it will help every man, woman, and child. Negan asks what he gets out of it. And she says, you've been eating all the shit we've been throwing at you all these years, hoping that one day they will forget. But they won't. Of course they won't forget. She says, not unless you do something to make them forget. You bring me Alpha's head, and that's what people will remember you for. I'll make sure of it. He says, I have your word. And she says, yeah, if you do it fast. So I think she holds him to that because 
She later criticizes him for not doing it fast, but we'll get to that. So I, I remember that line. Cut to Carol putting Alpha's head on a pike. Um, now, let's uh, let's read another tweet from Marcus because he says, "Ever notice how people would stick a small knife through the bottom of the head of a walker and they die? However, stick their head on a pike and it's not enough to reach the brain." So he's calling pike bullshit. Uh, I have to agree. Uh, I'm going to call uh, pike bullshit a little bit. Now, I did explain that I, I more call knife bullshit because I think the small knife in the chin thing shouldn't be killing the walkers. Um, I get why the pike may not be going all the way up to the head. So you could decide, what do you think? Is it knife bullshit or pike bullshit? Because it's got to be one. Absolutely has to be one of them. Negan says it's done, meaning you, you got what you wanted. Um, he says, I held up my end of the bargain, now hold up yours. And Carol says, she's not going back to Alexandria. Uh, she, I guess, you, you know, she was supposed to go tell everyone in Alexandria what a good guy is. Negan says to Carol, you did get what you want, right? And she says, yes. She nods her head. She then says, what took you so long? He says, it takes time. Speaking it takes time, it took me a few minutes to realize that I didn't have the right microphone setting on my computer. So you may notice it sounds a lot better now. I apologize. I think I may also owe an apology to everyone who listened to the Brooklyn Boys last week because I had the same microphone setting. So hopefully I won't make that mistake again. Anyway, he tells Carol it takes time and she says, I told you to move fast. And he says, I wanted to get out of there with my own head. In other words, he had to be careful. He couldn't just go in and cut her throat and then run out. He had to get her alone. He had to earn her trust. So he says, now let's go to Alexandria and start spreading the word that there's a new chapter for Negan. Hold up your end of the deal. And she tells him she's not going back, not yet. He says, if I go back to Alexandria without you, there'll be a noose around my neck. Carol says, I need time. You're a free man. Do what you want. Wait for me. Don't wait for me. And I thought, I almost feel bad for Negan at this point. She's dicking him over. He asked if she had, if he had her word. She said yes, and clearly she does not give her word and mean it. Carol, maybe you should date Negan. It's too bad he couldn't take a picture of Alpha's head, but doesn't have his cell phone, although there are a lot of pictures on the web of Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan with a cell phone in his pocket because he wasn't paying attention and I guess they didn't catch it. So you see it in his pocket. So yeah, take it out, take a picture. Personally, as soon as Carol walked away, I would have grabbed Alpha's head, taken it with me. Not sure why he didn't. So I'm calling Alpha's head on a pike bullshit. Anyway, this all happened before the credits. They're all in the uh, rendezvous house. King Ezekiel is feeling guilty because he failed to protect the kids. Yeah, you were hiding under a piece of metal. What's up with that? Especially since he thought he was going to die, I would thought he would have been a little more, you know, carefree about saving the kids. Uh, Magna walks in and Jerry sees her for the first time, gives her a big hug. He's very happy to see her. He doesn't ask about Connie, though, which is weird. Uh, wouldn't you ask about Connie? Now, even if they told him, hey, Magna's alive, we don't know about Connie, wouldn't he say something like, hey, don't worry, we'll find Connie? I don't know, it's kind of weird. Rosita's on the couch, badly bruised in her abdomen. She has a fever. Eugene says he'll bring her to see Alex, the doctor, as soon as they find Alex, which I thought was hilarious. Like, if we find him, so we don't even know if Alex, the doctor, is alive. But as we all know, doctors on the show don't last very long. Rosita tells Eugene he needs to go and see Stephanie and tell everyone what he's doing. He stands up, calls everyone around in the room to make an announcement. As soon as he starts to explain he's been talking to someone on the radio, everyone dogpiles poor Eugene until King Ezekiel stands up for him and says, he trusts Eugene, let him speak. And everyone's worried that this might be another Dante situation. Anyway, he bears his soul to the group. 
He says he needed a fresh start at Hilltop. He needed a friend. And if believing in a friend and new allies is foolish, then he'll be glad to play the fool. Yumiko tells Magna outside she should take her horse and go with Eugene on an adventure. She doesn't like being cooped up. She then uh, surprisingly says she likes it at Hilltop or with these people and that a routine could be good for her. Again, I, I think she murdered Connie. That's what I think. Or she let her die. Something's up. I think she's trying to like redo her image. Anyway, she suggests Yumiko goes on the King Ezekiel Jerry, I'm sorry, King Ezekiel Eugene trip, and then she does. King Ezekiel and Jerry have a very emotional goodbye, because Ezekiel's going to go see if he can get medical attention at the Commonwealth, where Stephanie is. I hope this is not the last time they see each other. I hope Jerry doesn't climb that tower, because as you know, next episode is called The Tower. Now, Jerry is not the most nimble, not the most in shape, and should not be climbing a tower. So I'm going to hope he's not the guy. I'm hoping it's Scott. Scott's been around for four or five seasons. He's always around. He doesn't do a lot. They could kill him off. That'd be fine. Or they could go with what happens in the comic, which I hope doesn't happen either, because that co- that character should not be a lookout, considering his... Uh, anyway, I'll be right back right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, cut to Beta and two other whispers finding Alpha's head on the pike. One guy's wearing a maroon sweater. And he says to Negan, he says to Beta, she was with Negan, which was a good observation. And then he says, you are the Alpha now. And just like in the comic, when people suggested that, it pissed him off. He says, take off your mask because she can hear you say that. So I'm thinking, okay, you're not worthy to be a whisperer anymore. But Beta's losing his mind thinking Alpha is there and you don't want to say anything in her presence uh, that Beta is the new Alpha because he doesn't want to be the new Alpha because he finds, I guess he finds that to be rude to even think about that. He grabs the guy in the uh, maroon sweater and shoves his face right up to Alpha's head and says, listen to what she's saying to you. And he holds his head while Alpha eats his face. I mean, that was a great scene, but it was disgusting. Now, I know you're loyal to Alpha and I guess you're loyal to Beta, but you don't put up any kind of fight or start running or something. Beta takes her head off the pike and he cradles it. He is one sick bastard. And now you know that Maroon Sweater Guy is eventually going to die because, you know, his face is bitten. You know, okay, fine. So, but he still ends up being loyal and, and walks without his mask, by the way, with uh, Beta and the other Whisperer. And nobody goes after him, not wearing a, a mask. Negan goes back to the cabin to free Lydia and Daryl's in there. I, how did Daryl know? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, unless Daryl found Lydia and she told him where the cabin was, Daryl punches him in the face and puts the crossbow in his face and asks where Alpha is. Negan says he killed her and Daryl does not believe him. Negan shows the Alpha mask to Daryl and uh, Daryl says, that's not her head. Negan says, you wanted to silence the Whisperers and I silenced the Alpha. Like, I'm badass. Why else do you think your girlfriend let me out of the cell? I love that he's calling Carol Daryl's girlfriend. And Daryl doesn't say anything about that. Cut to Carol walking through the woods alone, hearing her name being whispered. It's Alpha saying to her, I'm always watching. I'm always watching, Carol. But not with her accent, which is weird. Because it was Carol's subconscious. Beta's walking through an old town with Maroon Sweater Guy, who's coughing because his face was eaten away. A walker approaches them. I still don't understand why even though he's going to die, why he hasn't run away to live out his last few hours in peace. Anyway, the walkers approaching them, I guess because they're not acting like walkers. You've always wondered why they don't walk up to Beta? Because he's got a mask on? Anyway, uh, Maroon Sweater Guy grabs a knife like he's going to go kill the walker, and before he can, Beta stabs him in the back. He falls to the floor, and the walker eats his guts while he's alive. So much for loyalty. The guy's still sticking it out with you after you let Alpha eat his face. Uh, Beta walks into some kind of saloon or hotel in this old western-looking town. He has Alpha's head in the bag that Negan had it in. So I guess Negan left the bag there. He walks into the back and there's a stage and a guitar. Um, and it looks like someone used to live there because there's a bed. So you have to wonder who that was. I forgot. This is why Charlie called musical paraphernalia bullshit. Because uh, all this equipment was there. So you have to wonder, was Beta living there at one point in his life? It looks like whoever was living there shot himself in the head. 
there was blood splattered all over a poster on the wall that says, Live in Concert, Half Moon, The Legend for One Night Only, and it's Beta. It's the same face from the Country and Western album that we saw in Fear the Walking Dead this past season. He uh, rips up the sign, he takes the guitar, and he smashes it. He does not want any semblance of his semblance of his own life. Uh, Carol's walking through the forest. Alpha is following her, and he, she's torturing Carol about Henry dying, Sophia dying, how it was all her fault. She left them alone, telling her she can't go back unless she apologizes and says how sorry she is. She says, vengeance got people killed and hurt. She says, they think you want love and motherhood, but that's not really what you want. Really, really what you want. Say it. Say it. So you're like, well, what does Carol really want? And Carol says, I want to be alone. And Alpha says, nope, that's not it. Uh, The trio, Eugene, Yumiko, and Ezekiel, we'll call them the trio. They're on horseback. Now they're riding up a, uh, a road and, you know, it's not like it's a major city street in Manhattan. And they're talking and all of a sudden they pull up to a cage which looks like a bus stop with two walkers inside. I find it weird they didn't see them in the distance. Like, hey, what's that up ahead? Until they got right up against the cage and they're like, oh, someone made this look like a bus stop or something. We'll find out later on who did that and why. Uh, And then all of a sudden, uh, they're like, well, we should go check this out. And they split up. I'm not sure why they split up, but okay. Um, Ezekiel is by himself. He gets off his horse as three walkers approach and he struggles to kill them because he can barely breathe. He's getting weak from the uh, thyroid cancer, but he kills them all. Um, Daryl's walking through the woods with Negan. Uh, Negan says, this reminds me of walking behind Alpha. He said, I know you're pissed. Your gal pal again, Carol. Your gal pal didn't include you in the plan. Lone wolves aren't thinking about the pack. And Daryl says, I don't know. Maybe I'm pissed about Hilltop. A whole bunch of kids almost died because of you. Well, it's not technically Negan's fault. I mean, he shot a flaming arrow and they did block the road with trees, but not 100% his fault. Beta's looking at his album. He uh, plays it. Uh, it's a live album. He puts it on the record player to play it loudly. Uh, a, a record player that works. Wow. Now, in case you're wondering where the power came from, there were batteries hooked up to uh, jumper cables, I guess, to power the record player. Although, you know, 10, 12 years, 10 years into the apocalypse, the fact that they still work, that's a hell of a battery. Carol is in some kind of uh, boat shed. Alpha's still torturing her. She climbs into the attic. While she's climbing, Alpha mentions that uh, she wrote a letter to Maggie about Alpha. We don't know what that letter is about. Anyway, she's while she's climbing in the attic, everything falls down on her. A canoe falls on her, uh, and she's trapped. Negan takes Daryl to the pikes, and the head is gone, of course. He says, why don't we just sit here and wait for Carol? And then turns around, and Daryl has uh, his crossbow in Negan's face. Negan says, hey, I put Lydia in that cabin to keep her safe and use her as bait so I could get Alpha alone. Daryl says, it took you long enough. And he said, Negan says, what is it with you people? It takes time. I wasn't on a suicide mission. I thought that was hilarious. Daryl says, that's because you liked it. And Negan doesn't exactly disagree with him. Uh, he says, uh, you know, I, maybe I did enjoy it. And then whispers come with guns and pull the guns on them. One of them says to Negan, Alpha is dead because of you. And at that point, you think they're going to kill Negan. So uh, thank you, Whispers, for confirming that, that he killed Alpha. And, he, and then the guy says, you are the new Alpha. We kneel before you, which happened in the comics. Negan looks at Daryl and laughs because now Negan all of a sudden is in charge. Beta is clearly putting together an army of uh, walkers again. He starts singing along to his song, which was kind of creepy. 
and he pulls off half of his mask off his face for some reason. Now, I understand what he does later, but I don't know why he took off half his mask. Unless he was feeling more comfortable about being the country singer. I, I don't know. Let me know what your thoughts are there. Anyway, Negan has the whispers tie Daryl up, and he says, Sorry we're not going faster, but I'm taking my time. Total sarcasm, by the way, because, you know, Daryl told him he didn't kill Alpha fast enough. So he's throwing it back in his face. And again, this is what Jeffrey Dean Morgan said that uh, Norman Reedus did not like at all, having to kneel down in front of him again. Negan says to the Whisperers, Now wait a minute, I thought I was the Alpha. I'm new at this whole Alpha thing, but I'm the Alpha, and if I'm the Alpha, why are you holding that shotgun and I'm not? And the Whisperer, understanding the logic, uh, hands him the shotgun. Negan then goes into full-blown Negan mode, like when he had we had Lucille at the lineup talking about how good the gun feels and it would be like as if you had a baby if I had a baby of my own and and my baby spit bullets tells Daryl to kneel to the alpha he is enjoying this way too much Negan takes the shotgun to Daryl's face and says you are right I do enjoy it and Daryl says you should probably just shoot me and then Negan says I love a party or something like that Negan shoots one of the whispers and then his gun runs out of bullets or jams whatever you know typical TV show stuff he stabs one of them Daryl kills one of them I'm thinking why did they attack Negan if he's the Alpha? Shouldn't they have allowed him to kill the one guy? Because Alpha killed people, and they just allowed it. So I'm calling Whisperer Structure bullshit. Anyway, Daryl holds his hands up that are tied, and he says, untie me, asshole. And Negan just laughs at him. Uh, the trio is sleeping under a parkway, as we talked about before. Ezekiel's horse just falls down. Um, now, I couldn't tell what happened here. It looked like maybe the horse was bitten, when he was fighting the walkers. Whatever the case, he has to put him down. That's when the horse sees the graffiti of the flower. Oh, we assume he sees the flower. Look at the flowers, horsey. Ezekiel says, go on without me. Uh, I can't keep up. And uh, Yumiko says, we need you. We need a man like you who could build the kingdom during an apocalypse. I'll be right back, right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, next morning, Carol is trapped under the canoe and the trees, and Alpha is still torturing her. The walker, There's a walker crawling up the riverbank. Lucky for her, it's not walking yet. Otherwise, it definitely would have killed her in time. She refers to Carol as a stupid coos. Now, if you remember in the first season... Carol's husband, Ed, once called Andrea a college-educated coos. So now a uh, figment of her imagination, Alpha, is using old lines against her. By the way, um, interesting to note that Carol used Negan as a spy to kill her, the same way Alpha used Dante. So these two, very much alike, very much alike. Alpha tells her everyone around her gets killed. She listed off all her kids again and says Daryl could be next. The walker's getting closer now and tries to squeeze through the the cat, the uh, cabin, because I guess it didn't see the entrance. So it's going to take another couple of minutes to get to her. Alpha says to her, you know what you need to do. Look at the flowers, meaning you're about to die because this walker's going to kill you. You're trapped under the boat. Um, so that's what the episode was uh, referencing, that line. After all of these hours of being trapped, she sees the walker is getting very close. She finds the strength to dislocate her shoulder so she can get her arm out from under the boat. She kills the walker. Um, in case you're wondering how she got out all of a sudden. The trio are on an abandoned road. You can see the skyline of a city in the distance. It looks to be... By the way, it looked like when Rick was on the road to Atlanta in episode one. Um, the skyline looks to be Pittsburgh, like the comics, because Commonwealth was in Pittsburgh in the comic books. However, in the TV show, they're supposed to be going to Char Charleston, West Virginia. Which, by the way, is much closer to Alexandria, Virginia than Pittsburgh. So there'd be no reason to go to Pittsburgh, then go to Charleston, West Virginia, unless they have no sense of direction. Also, the scenes were filmed in Atlanta. So go figure. Back to Negan and Daryl. Negan says, I have to admit, liking being a whisperer wasn't an act. After seven years of being in jail, it was nice to feel wanted again. That respected, but Alpha took it too far. You don't kill people that don't deserve it, and you never kill kids. So think back. Did Negan ever kill anyone that didn't deserve it? Well... He told a rat to kill somebody, and she shot Olivia. Olivia didn't deserve to die. Did Spencer really deserve to die? I'm not so sure. Did the, did the doctor deserve to die that he threw into the furnace? I guess he thought he did. 
but yeah, Negan definitely, I think, killed people that didn't deserve to die. Did Glenn deserve to die? I guess he killed people. Uh, he killed saviors, so I guess so. But he certainly let his people kill people. I mean, um, the Dick Brigade was going to kill um, uh, Abraham and Sasha and uh, Daryl on the road back in season six. And God knows Simon killed a lot of people. But of course, you know, he paid the price for that ultimately. Carol returns to Alexandria. Daryl lets her walk right inside. They walk past each other. Nobody says anything. Uh, in an interview with Melissa McBride, she says, at that point, Carol doesn't know if he knows what she knows or if he knows what she knows he knows. I guess they have to fill each other out to figure out who knows what. Did Negan tell Daryl that it was Carol's idea? I mean, he did, right? But she doesn't know that. So she's not sure what Daryl knows. Anyway, uh, I'm going to jump back for a second. Daryl says, after Negan says... You don't kill people that don't deserve it. You don't kill. You never kill kids. Daryl says, is that supposed to make me like you? And Negan says, no. And Daryl says, good. Then Negan says, but what about my winning personality? And Daryl walks away. Now, here's my question. Negan says to him, I don't kill people that don't deserve it. Wouldn't, at that point, Daryl say, Glenn didn't deserve it, or Abraham didn't deserve it? Even if he knows they killed saviors, wouldn't you at least say that? Like, you shouldn't have killed my friends? Something? Uh, maybe da uh, Dwight shouldn't have killed um, Dr. Denise. Say something there about people, innocent people that were killed. Anyway, the trio arrives in the city, which is Charleston, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and it's completely abandoned. There's nobody there. They come to a walker tied to a rocking chair in front of a store, dressed up, and there are people inside one of the restaurants dressed up like rich people from the early 1900s, wearing hats and clothing. It looks like somebody made dioramas using the walkers. There's a walker tied to a rascal scooter, um, which is hilarious. One of uh, the walkers was dressed up uh, and chained to the front seat of a car. And someone dressed up a walker like a police officer or a traffic officer, uh, giving them a ticket. And King Ezekiel uh, breaks out laughing because it's so ridiculous. Uh, he needed a good laugh. They walk down, I guess, sort of an alleyway. And that's when they meet Princess in her pink fuzzy coat. And she says, oh my God, hi! I thought that was great. Uh, earlier in the episode, when Beta first went into the saloon, he found a note that said, two eyes, one truth. He looks at that note again, stares at Alpha's head and in her eyes, and he thanks her and says, I see. He then sticks a knife in her head and, and kills her again. There's a huge herd of walkers outside the saloon. He opens the door and they act as if he's just another walker. Again, he's got no walker blood on him. He seems to have new skin on the left side of his face. He does. It's Alpha's skin. He cut Alpha's skin off and he's now wearing it as the left side of his face. And then he walks out into the horde. He turns and they follow him. So that's the horde he's going to use to attack, I guess, Alexandria and possibly Oceanside because he does make a reference in one of the scenes about the ocean. Uh, now, a couple things. He removed part of his face when he was on the balcony, but at that point he hadn't read the note yet, so he didn't realize he was going to cut Alpha's face off and use it. So, although it worked out nicely and creepy, I'm calling half-face bullshit. Also, his country western name as a singer was Half Moon, and now if you look at his face, it's like a half moon is dark and a half moon is light. So now he's truly half moon, which is, I guess, convenient writing. Scenes for next week, Beta and the Whisperers are in Hilltop with a huge horde. Princess is there with the three, with the trio. 
Daryl and Judith are in the woods fighting walkers. And then there's uh, there's an extended scene for next week if you haven't seen it. And Beta is on the, I guess, the ledge, the walking ledge of the windmill at Alexandria. The horde of walkers is completely almost every square inch in Alexandria inside the walls. And Beta is talking to two whisperers up on the ledge. There's no sign of our survivors, of our group. He says maybe they went to the ocean, meaning Oceanside. Um, And then behind Beta, in the windmill, we see Alden and Aaron hiding in there. And at one point, Beta turns around and he may or may not have seen Alden. We don't know yet. We do see later in the trailer, thanks trailer guy, uh, Alden and Aaron in the woods following the horde. So... It's possible that um, this was a scene before the Horde got to Alexandria, and then they ran inside, ran in the windmill to hide. Uh, Obviously, everybody else must have gone through the sewer system to escape. So we don't know what took place where. Again, we don't see anyone near the tower. I don't believe the windmill is the tower. I think it's the giant water tower outside Alexandria, where someone climbs up to be a lookout and sees the Horde coming. Let's talk about Talking Dead. The guests on the show were uh, JDM and Ryan Hurst and Ron Funches, who's a comedian who's been on before, big fan of the show. They talked to Ryan Hurst about his thoughts on the backstory of his character. Uh, Hurst talked about that in the comic books, Beta was a basketball player and seven feet tall, which he clearly isn't, but he thought that was a one-shot deal. Like, oh, it's a joke. He's tall. He must have played basketball. And that only happened in the comics when Beta was killed. Spoiler, Beta died in the comics. So Ryan Hurst came up with the backstory and the character of the country singer. He thought it would be more of a running story. And uh, he said that this guy was an inspiration of people before the apocalypse. And in his mind, he imagined that people broke into his house at the start of the apocalypse. And to protect his family, he had to kill them with a knife. And then he realized one of the people he was killing was wearing his shirt. So he wanted to hide himself from the public. That was interesting. He had a a whole backstory created. Anyway, there wasn't a lot of um, breaking news on Talking Dead other than JDM said he was excited to finally film a scene with Melissa McBride since they had not been in any scenes before. Uh, And remember, Negan was in the last episode of uh, season six, all of seven, all of eight, all of nine, and it took more than half of ten before they worked together. Uh, Anyway, um, hopefully Jamie will be back next week. No guarantees. Uh, But thanks for putting up with me by myself again. And uh, I will count you down so you can help me uh, put this podcast to bed. So, you know what time it is, everybody. It's time to shut this shit down. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> 
not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.